Welcome to the Gaimia Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you're listening to the pod and trust that this message encourages your heart and faith today. At GBC, we're all about partnering with God in the renewal and restoration of all things. And it's our hope that through these sermons, you'll discover the life-changing power of Jesus. If you'd like to join us in person or online or find out more, check out our website at guymerebaptist.org.au. Evening's reading is Genesis 22, 1 to 14, and the subhead is Abraham tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son, Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. My name's Georgia Mullins. I'm the youth coordinator here at Gaimi Baptist Church, and I have the pleasure tonight to speak on the series On This Rock, which is personal reflections on a text that have been foundational for you in your faith. Um, Now, the text tonight is not something that's um, foundational as much of the principle that's found within it, so I'm going to talk about that tonight. And the principle that's found within it that I find is surrender. So what does it mean to surrender? I've asked that question a lot on my journey of faith um, because we talk about it a lot in Christian spaces. It's one of those words that we sort of throw in there. We sing about it often, and it's just in Christian vocabulary. But beyond that, it's a pretty foreign word, isn't it? My first introduction to surrender Uh, was when I was little. For those of you who don't know or haven't been confused yet, I'm a twin. Um, And when 
we were younger and we would argue, our older brothers, for their own personal entertainment, used to say to us, fight for it or wrestle it out and we'll take whoever's side, whoever wins. Um, and to, so we would wrestle until one of us would surrender. So that was my first introduction to surrender. Surrender meant defeat, it meant to give up, it meant to lose, it meant a little bit of shame from my older siblings. But, um, but yeah, but in Christianity, uh, we talk about it as this act of strength and trust. So what is it? What is this bizarre concept that we talk about so often? Um, and what does it require of us? I'm keen to delve into this a little bit more with you tonight and share a bit more about my story with you all as well. But first, let's dive into the text. So when I was thinking about and praying about this theme of surrender, God brought to mind the story of Abraham and Isaac on Mount Moriah. Now, um, like I said before, this is not a text I would use to describe as my foundation. Um, In fact, I've always... Um, really struggled with this text, and um, I thought it was a bit messed up, to be honest. Um, But God has kind of brought it to a new light um, as I was um, delving through this concept. Um, And I think it shows us something really valuable about what it means to surrender. And I want to share a part of it with you today. So let me set the scene for you. Um, Abraham has received a series of promises from God Um, one of which is that Abraham will be a father of a great nation. Now, that's all well and good until you realise that Abraham is a jillion years old and so is his wife. They have no kids, um, but God promises them that they will have a son. They wait another 15 years and then Isaac is born. I'm not going to go into all the twists and turns of those 15 years, but let me just tell you, it is a long time coming. So... You can imagine Abraham's surprise when God calls out to him and says, Abraham, here I am, Abraham replies. And he said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain I will show you. Okay, now this is where I find the passage really weird. Um, And there's a handful of things that are really weird about it. Um, This is the son that God had promised him. This is the son that Abraham had waited years for. And now, would God take him away? Isn't God meant to be really against child sacrifice? I mean, I know it's ancient times, but God has made it so clear in his law that this is a horrific act. Seems so outside of the God that Abraham knew and the God that I know seems so outside of God's character. But what I found so utterly bizarre is that Abraham does not say any of this. There does not seem to be any argument here. He just loads up his donkey early the next day. He doesn't say, well, hold up, did I hear you right? Can you please repeat that? And he doesn't say, I thought you were different from the other gods of the surrounding nations who demand child sacrifice. He just loads up his donkey. Genesis tells us that early the next morning he went. He didn't wait till noon. He didn't delay. He didn't procrastinate. He doesn't wait or ask God to explain himself. Off they go. Off they go to Mount Moriah on a three-day journey. Three days. Can you imagine the pain? 
the confusion of Abraham as he loads up his donkey with the firewood, the knife, and he treks up the mountain next to his beloved son. And faithfully, courageously, Abraham heads up that mountain. His courage is in his surrender. Have you ever been there looking at your life, your own plans, and all the things that you thought that God had promised you, and just wondering, why? Why this way, Lord? How, how could you ask this of me? I know about you, but I'm pretty slow to respond like Abraham. I ignore, I reason, and I argue with God, telling him about my way, my plans, and all that I'm going to accomplish if he just gives me what I want. But Abraham was not like that. Abraham had this ability to surrender and trust without certainty. I can envision Isaac plodding along next to his father up the mountain. It says that Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. I can't get over Abraham's certainty. It's a bold claim to make when you can't see it yet. But he is so sure. God will provide the lamb. And I wonder, do I believe this? That God will provide. That no matter what I've been asked to surrender what dreams he's calling me to lay down, what plans he's asking me to set aside that God will provide. God will provide the strength. God will provide the grace. God will provide the way. That's courage, isn't it? To look at the mountains, whatever they are, and to trust him, to know that whatever he's asking us to surrender, we can because he will be enough. He will provide himself. There is great courage in surrender. You know how the rest of the story goes, right? Abraham builds the altar. He piles it with wood and he ties his son Isaac there. He reaches out his hand to slay his own son. And then at that very moment, a voice from heaven cries out, instructing him to lay aside his knife. And then there in the thicket, Abraham sees a ram caught by its horns. Abraham trusted God, even when so much fear was present and so much was on the line, he trusted without certainty and God provided. Now, there's two parts of this text that I kind of want to draw your attention to and then I think are crucial as we unpack surrender and resonate a bit with my story as well. And the first is that surrender isn't always about what we are giving up but sometimes it's about what we are stepping into, believing that God will provide. This resonates with me as I think back to when I took on this role as youth coordinator. So about 16 months ago, I was asked to take on the role. Um, And at first, I was pretty unsure. I mean, there was a lot of good reasons why to say no. I'd never been to Bible college, never saw myself working in a church. Um, I was studying at uni full time. Um, and yeah, I had, oh, I also had like plans set in place. Like I said, um, 
I was studying at university doing primary education and I'd lined up um, to work at a school as a teacher's aide. Um, so I had these plans in place. I was volunteering at youth, but I was one of the youngest on the team, so what would it even look like to lead um, people who are older than me? Was I ready for this responsibility? Was I the right person for the job? What would my friends and my family think? There were so many thoughts running through my brain, and a lot of good reasons why to say no, and I thought, like, there was a bunch of times where I thought that I was going to say no. Uh, but whenever I thought about that and thought about declining the job, something just felt really off within me. Um, I felt really uneasy, and I felt like the Holy Spirit was prompting me to say yes. But I was not like Abraham. I debated with God, and I was asking him, why me? Are you sure? Have you got the right person? Um, and when I was thinking about my decision, I was here one night, um, and during worship, um, I was praying about it, and I had this vision pop into my head. And I'm not someone who normally gets visions from God, but this time I did. And it was of me, and I was in darkness, and God was there, and he was about a meter away from me, and he was just holding out his hands like that. And he was saying, Georgia, just take a step and grab onto my hands. Take a step out of faith and grab on, I'll be with you. And that image has stuck with me throughout this role, but also beyond that, because I think there's something really important about having the courage to surrender, to take a step towards God and grab onto his hands, knowing that he will be there. And I believed that God would provide what I needed as I stepped into something that I felt somewhat unprepared for. Abraham believed that God was going to provide. And this is the kind of peace that I felt as I was making the decision to step into this role, that God would provide for me. Another thing I want to point out is what led Abraham to have this crazy trust that he did. You know, earlier in Genesis, long before Isaac came along, God had sent Abraham from his homeland and said to Abraham, I'm sending you with a promise. I will make your name great and I will bless you and you will be a blessing. I am your shield, God said. I am your very great reward. And I think that's the secret that Abraham knew as he was climbing that mountain next to his beloved son. I think that's the secret that God has taught me in some of the most hard moments of my life is that it wasn't making his name great that was Abraham's great reward. It wasn't the many descendants he would give Abraham or the vast amounts of land or even the son that he gave him at his old age. It was God himself, his very great reward. Do we believe this? That it isn't our fame or our recognition from other people. It isn't our success or our failure. No matter what great blessing God pours out into your life, it isn't the greatest thing that he can give us because the greatest thing that he can give you and me is himself. Abraham was able to change his perspective away from his fears and focus on God, his very great reward. For those of you who haven't heard my story, um, I had a really significant moment when I was younger when I went to state youth camp for the first time. I was 14 years old, and during this time, 
Um, I was having some really significant doubts about God and whether I even wanted to be a Christian. Um, But Matt Willis, the youth pastor at the time, convinced me to go to state youth camp. Um, So I went with a bunch of friends. And um, on this camp, the talks were really piercing my heart. Um, But there was one particular night where the speaker got up and was saying, um, talking about making a commitment to following Jesus. And um, he was saying, this is who Jesus is. Do you want to follow him? While I was speaking, I was like, yeah, I I do. I do believe. I do want to follow him. Um, But then he said, um, towards the end of his talk, he was saying, um, if you want to, as a sign of worship and commitment uh, to following God, as the music is playing, you can get down on your knees as a sign of worship and commitment to him that you want to follow Jesus, um, a sign, yeah, of that commitment. And immediately I was like, absolutely not. Uh, You won't catch me doing that. I, no way. That is too far. It's too weird, too arty Christian vibes, not into it. Can't do it. No, don't got it in me. Um, I couldn't handle it. Um, So I was like, you'll count me out of that one. Love what you said about Jesus, but no. Um, And so, but as the music was playing, I was thinking about what he was saying in the talk Um, and I was saying to myself, well, I believe, I do believe, I do want to follow Jesus, um, but how serious can I be if I can't get down on my knees? How important to me is this really? What priority does this take in my life? So I thought about it for a bit longer, and I prayed to God, and I said, God, you matter to me. I do want to let my, lay my fears aside, But don't get me wrong, I was so nervous and worried. Oh, man, uh, at 14, being liked was my main personality trait. And I just, oh, I couldn't do it. Um, But there was something in having the courage to surrender it. There was something in having the courage to surrender my ego, my fears, what other people thought of me, the awkwardness of the situation and to just get down on my knees. And as I hit the ground, I experienced the most amazing feeling I've ever felt. Um, All I can put it down to is really the Holy Spirit. I haven't really been able to describe it. Um, But it was this tense, intense, and overwhelming feeling of joy. And I share this story because I think there's something really important in turning our attention away from our fears and focusing on God our very great reward. Because in that moment, I felt fearful, but it was about shifting my perspective away from that and onto what matters most. We need to remember that God isn't promising us ease. He isn't promising us a life that will go as planned. He isn't promising us a world without trouble or without heartache along the way. But what he is promising us is himself. Emmanuel, God with us our very great reward. And maybe it's an act like that, or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's considering God for the first time. Maybe it's praying to God for the first time, or maybe you're just really out of habit with it. Asking for prayer for someone. Singing boldly in church and not just under your breath. I'm tone deaf and I can do it, you can do it. But maybe it's forgiving someone going to God with something, someone, or a situation, 
and just inviting him in your life. I have known God's goodness in new ways when I have the courage to surrender, when I have the courage to just lay aside my fears, to turn from them and to focus on what matters, to turn to my very great reward. Sometimes God requires us to step out of our comfort zones, surrendering our fears and to embrace something greater to lay down the things that keep us from knowing him more intimately, whatever they may be. So what is it for you? Where does this fit into your life? Maybe you have something to give up. Maybe God's asking you to lay something down or invite him into. Is it your job, your ministry, your family, a situation, a relationship? What is God asking you to lay on the altar Could it be that what he wants most is just your heart's surrender? You laying down your plans, your doubts, your ego, and opening up your hands to him. And sometimes it might seem costly. It might seem like a sacrifice and really difficult. Or maybe you have something that God is prompting you to step into to take a step out in faith and grab onto his hands. God has called each and every one of us to something. Some days it might seem big to you, some days it might seem small, but it matters and it's gonna take courage. Do you believe that God will hold onto your hands, that he will provide? What are you surrendering? And is God's goodness enough to drive you forward and motivate you? Abraham trusted in God's character and he trusted in his provision, which allowed him to surrender. And we know something that Abraham didn't know, don't we? That not only did God provide the ram in the thicket, but God provided the lamb, Jesus, his son, hung on the cross as an offering in place of you and me the greatest sacrifice. Not only did God provide and spare Abraham's son, but he sent his son. He spared us too. He gave us his son so that we can trust him to provide for us in the here and now. Is God's goodness enough to motivate you? We don't like talking about courage. I mean, courage. We don't like talking about surrender. Surrender can make me uncomfortable. It's foreign to us and it can be really difficult to do. We don't like to give up control, don't we? And in the middle of it, it can be really hard to see the end game when it's God's hands that weave our future together. But I want to encourage you to be courageous, to be courageous in your surrender to be courageous and trust that God will provide, to trust his provision in your life. I'm going to invite the band back up, um, and I want everyone to stand, um, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and I just want you to try to uh, quiet your mind as best you can and quiet your heart, maybe take a few deep breaths and close your eyes. And I want you to think about 
what God may be asking you to surrender? What is he asking you to lay down? Maybe it's something that you have a tight grip on. Maybe it's something that's going to take sacrifice. Or maybe it's something that you haven't thought about before that God is bringing to mind. Is it an attitude, a preconceived idea about who God is, a relationship, a job, difficult situation? What is it for you? What are you surrendering? What is God calling you into? Will you make room in your heart and in your life for God? Will you loosen that grip just a little bit more? Do you trust that God will hold your hands along the way, that he will provide? Let's pray. God, I thank you for your provision, for your son, for his sacrifice. I thank you for each person in this room. And I ask that they would feel your great love for them. That they would feel you are their very great reward. Help us to have the courage to surrender. To lay our fears aside and to focus on you. That we would hear your call to love you and to love others. May we be courageous in setting aside anything that gets in the way of that. Help us to surrender to you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast. We hope you found inspiration and encouragement and God used this message to speak to you. If you want to connect more with GBC, you can follow us on social media or contact us via our website. You can also get to know some of the people from our church community through the We Are The Church podcast real stories of real people sharing how Jesus has shaped and transformed their life. We pray you experience the transforming power of Jesus in your life and pray that God blesses you today.